it's me, Diana Pakay. I am actually down at the ocean today. I hope my sound is sounding good for you. Um, there's construction at the next door neighbor's house, and I don't know if they're just like removing the whole top floor or what, but it's so noisy and so jackhammery that I was like, you know, I'm just going to go get in the car, look at the waves, and record my podcast for today. Um, you know, I often get people reaching out to me now on uh, different platforms and they either are encouraging me or they'll make a comment or tell me, you know, that they learned something or tell me what they want to hear on the podcast, whatever, which means the world to me. I love it. Um, but one of the things that's an ongoing theme is I'll hear from people and they'll say, you know, I don't know how you knew, but that was exactly what I needed to hear or that was exactly what was going on with me in that time. Like, do you have speakers in my house or whatever? And I'm, I think the reason that it kind of can sometimes come across that way is because I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I've been divorced and I've adopted. Um, I've worked, I've owned businesses. I've had friendships that have done well, well and failed. And so there's a lot of commonality. I've gone through a lot of shit and we've all gone through a lot of shit, you know, like parents with cancer and, children with health issues and mental health and all that. So when I talk about this broad range of subject, I think that that's probably why there's so many people that kind of resonate. You know, you just resonate. You're like, oh yeah, I feel that one. I feel how hard it is to lose weight. I feel how hard it is to raise teenagers or watch our children not do well and, you know, still trying to root for them and all that. So I think this one is probably going to be a broad range where it's going to slice a lot of people uh, right in the right emotion for exactly what is going on. Because um, I think a lot of people go through this. Um, and what I'm going to talk about today is the fact that everything comes and goes and passes and life just keeps going on. And it is shocking and it's the truth. Um, I went back over my journals and um, I kind of do that usually around the first of the year and I saw an entry where I was just so passionate and upset and brokenhearted over something that was going on for my two big kids with uh, my ex-husband. And, you know, if you've ever been through a divorce, you know that's, you know, even the best divorces are hard and sad and heartbreaking. But to watch what can go on for your children uh, through your ex um, and have absolutely no control. I have no control over that. And I really like, I have adult children, you know, those two kids are really adults. So they make a lot of their own decisions and I don't agree with all of them. Uh, and some of them I understand, but some of them I don't really think it's the best choice when they're dealing with their father, how they deal with him, the honesty that they show to him, all that. Uh, but they're doing it and they're doing their best, right? Um, but I was reading this entry and it was just so like my heart. And I remember like my heart was so broken and I don't know, I can't, I couldn't tell you how many months ago that was or what month that was in particular, but I hated it at the time. I was just, oh, I just wanted to be able to do something for them and help them. And today, uh, my daughter took off for school and she was a little late. Uh, but it's finals week. She had a whole new set of stress and pressures, a whole new set of joy. And all that stuff around that particular issue was passed and forgotten. And we're not worrying about that. And my son, who was dealing with it back then, is now 
I think sleeping one off in his bedroom because he last night was one of his nights off and he was out with friends and their lives are smooth right now in that compartment. And as much as it's nice, I was like, oh, I took a deep breath and I was like, it's so nice that things are smooth for them right now. The truth is, is that could flare up again. And life is hard and life is great and life is cyclical and we go through these hard times and these good times and it is crazy how even though something is going on in a moment, whether it's joyful and you're just rooting for your kids or you're rooting for yourself or you're having a big win or work's going well or whatever it is, or it's super sad and it sucks and someone you know is dying of cancer or in a situation where they just haven't gotten the wherewithal to get out of it. Um, or maybe it's just an annoyance where it's just like you're in a shit job and you want to change, but the change hasn't come yet. All these things in life will pass. Time is going to pass. And it's been one of the great lessons in my life that good stuff, bad stuff, all the stuff is going to come and go and life is going to pass. But if it's going to be passing anyway, and shit's going to come and go and change, why not think about who you want to be in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, and see what you can do that's within your control to elevate the things that you can control within five years from now. One of the things that I was struck by when I was grieving a miscarriage <clears throat> was so sad. I was so shocked. I was so surprised. I didn't expect it. I didn't even really know what it was going to be or how it was going to feel. I think I always thought a miscarriage was like, oh, you're late on your period. And then you get some blood clot, you know, then you get like a heavy period and that's your miscarriage. You know, you were maybe like six weeks pregnant or whatever, but I was 18, 17 or 18 weeks. And so I ended up having to deliver a baby who had died inside me. And it was shocking how I, I, you know, the doctor, I had to, they had to induce me. I gave birth basically. The doctor was like, do you want to hold it? Do you want to know the sex? I didn't want to see it. I was, I was terrified. I was terrified because I'm kind of scared of blood. Um, I regret that now, but it is the reason that I'm sharing all this. This is years ago that this happened to me is that I went home and I, the day before I had been pregnant was thinking of what color to paint a room had bought stuff, had a baby shower planned, everyone knew, had maternity clothes, I was showing, and I went home and I wasn't pregnant anymore. And I was absolutely flabbergasted that the birds kept chirping, the sun was rising, my girlfriend, my my girlfriends, I worked in salon, a salon, so tons of women. There were probably 20 women who were working in my salon. People were pregnant. Life was going on. Life did not stop. And I think when you're so caught up in that, like a really big, heavy moment, in a grief moment or a shocking moment of loss or something like that, it can feel like the world should stop turning because your world has just been blown out of the water. I was working in my salon at the time. And I had probably 12 or 14 clients a day. Plus I had assistants and you know, every, even, even clients that were other people's clients in the salon, we all worked in a big group room. Right. And so everyone wanted to comfort me and know about what was going on. And I just stopped working. I stopped working for like four weeks. I just could not go in. 
Um, I just could not bring myself to go in and do clients because I just did not want it to talk about it. I didn't want to rehash it. I didn't want to explain it. I was afraid I'd be a big slobbery crying mess. And eventually, you know, I did, I went in and humans are humans. They were comforting and loving. And, you know, like I was saying, the world kept spinning and time has gone on. And this was, oh gosh, this was 17 years ago, maybe for me. And I'm, I'm not in pain every day over it. Other things have come and caused me pain. Other things have come and caused me joy. I know for me as a human being, as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, I have gotten myself so caught up in really intense moments at the time. And I think as humans, we have a tendency to do that. And it's very hard to remember at the time that this too shall pass and life will go on and we will go on to the next thing and we're going to be okay. And, and things are going to usually work out really well for us. Um, but we have to keep moving on and we have to get past it. So if time is going to pass and hard things are going to pass and good things are going to pass, what can we do to plant seeds so that in a year from now, in five years from now, things are moving in the direction that we want them to go through. And we can sort of like weight the scale. You know, we know good things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen, but can we weight the scale? Um, and have, we are planting seeds today that will bring us rewards in a year from now, bring us rewards in five years from now. And there's a whole host of areas that you can look into and work on. Um, but always thinking in that future direction about, wow, like whether it's planning, okay, so we're going on a girl's trip this January. We should do, this was fun and it was easy. Maybe we should do this every January. It's not that expensive. It's a great getaway. It's a great break. It's a great recharge. Um, Maybe, maybe it's planning something fun for the future. Maybe it's thinking about your finances. Maybe it's letting go of toxic friendships that aren't serving you. And maybe you don't need to like start cutting people off, but maybe you start weaning those people slowly out of your life. Um, getting awake to how you're being treated and realizing, oh, I don't like it when, uh, Susie talks to me like that. And she always talks to me like that. And I've talked to her about it and she's not going to change her ways. So I'm going to just start weaning myself back from that situation and filling myself up with other people that make me feel really, really great. Maybe you've got a really, really crap habit of, um, binging or really struggling with, um, overeating at night overeating in front of the TV. That's my big one, overeating in front of the TV. And so I just stopped watching TV in the evenings. I started doing something else. You know, if I'm doing a puzzle or if I'm playing with my kid, it doesn't trigger me to eat. So I stopped doing that. So what seeds can you plant now? Uh, whether it's dropping a crappy habit and starting to work on finally, for sure, even when you're just being social, you're not smoking anymore. Um, or is it bringing things into your life that would what maybe they're difficult now, but they'd bring you a lot of joy in a year. Maybe you want to go start taking a class and it's hard at first. It's hard to schedule it. It's hard to find childcare. Maybe it's hard to pay for it, whatever. Um, but in a year from now, after you've met cool people through it that you have common interests in, after you have learned a new skill and there's something that's like brighter and bringing you joy in your life, maybe plant that seed now so that in a year from now you have a cool new hobby that you, that you really, really enjoy that, um, brings you life that makes your life wider and broader and cooler. Maybe you have a crappy job and you're, you've been there 15, 
Some people have been in their job, like a crap job they don't like for a really long time. Get your resume together. It doesn't mean it has to change by tomorrow. Get your resume together. Start putting your feelers out. Open your eyes. Start thinking about what else you'd like to do. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that we only really get this one life. You know, this episode will come out for you guys in February. And that's two months into the new year, two months into 2023. But you know what? You'll never get this day back. You'll never get this day back. And that's a big deal. You're never going to get February of 2023 back. So are you living it how you want to live? Are you enjoying yourself as much as you should? Is there a way that you could make yourself happier? And I'm telling you, the time's going to pass in a year from now, you know, you'll be in a whole different place. And is it going to be a better one or a worse one? Are you going to still be stuck in the same crap that you don't want to be doing anymore? Are you still going to be stuck with a weight problem or a smoking problem? Or, you know, maybe you've got a torn whatever and you need to go in and get a surgery, but you just keep putting it off. Whatever the thing is, can you plant the scene now so that in a year from now, you look back and thank yourself? What would your future self say to you now that she wishes you would be doing or or he wishes you would be doing for yourself? You know, I've been coaching a lot on self-love and how important that is. I think one of the reasons I had so many issues uh, making poor choices for myself was a lack of love for myself, a lack of respect for myself. And I didn't have boundaries for myself, so I don't know why in the world I thought anyone else would show me respect or good boundaries. Um, and so I, I, I've really come a long way in that area. I really respect myself. I love myself. I look at myself in the eye every day and tell myself, I love you and I'm going to take care of you today. And that a big part of taking care of myself is making choices that are serving me, making choices with, about who I spend my time with, what I spend my time doing. I don't spend my time during the day watching a bunch of Netflix and laying on the couch because I would struggle with motivation if I did that. Um, I spend my time making podcasts for you guys and doing things around my house that make me happy and writing courses and just doing the things that light me up. I've really taken the time to get to know myself and get to know what makes me tick. And I'm a different Diana than any of the other people that are out there. So everybody has their own individual their journey they're on and their own individual thing that makes them happy. I'm sitting down here in Huntington Beach in front of the water with a microphone on my dash. And what might be making some other mama happy is being down at the coast collecting seashells. I don't know. But everyone has to know thyself and do the things that make them happy. Taking the time through time alone, journaling, um, paying attention, tuning into yourself, making space to actually listen to the own your own voice about what you like and don't like, about what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy, what lights you up, uh, how much time you want to spend with people, how much time you want to be alone, you know, how much debt you're comfortable being in, getting to know yourself and then doing the things for yourself that make you the most happy are such a huge component of treating yourself right. I will say that I deal with quite a few of my clients that I coach about motivation. Oh, I want to, we talk about it and I want to do the thing, but I just lack the motivation. My suggestion for that would be just pick one thing and promise yourself you'll do it. And when you actually do it, it's so motivating.
You know, motivation isn't something that you just wake up with. Motivation comes from getting that train moving down the track, doing the one thing. Okay, I got up and I'm ready to go now. And I went to Costco even though I didn't want to do it. And now I feel motivated. I'm motivated to food prep because I've got some food in my house now. Now I've food prepped so I have some great energy in my body and I'm feeling filled up. Now I feel like I want to work out. And so one thing begets the next thing begets the next thing. And it is one of those things that motivate. I think a lot of people think that, oh, some people are motivated and some people aren't. No, uh, just some people will get off their ass and get started. And then that getting started and making that choice to move in the right direction is the thing that gets you more motivation. It's like a little personal bank account in your head. And the more little things you do and put into the bank account, you think to yourself, wow, I did that for myself. I leveled this thing up. I you know, had a crap job I didn't like last year. Now I've got a new job. I had a crap relationship with this last guy and I decided I'm not gonna get in another relationship with someone who's emotionally not available. And now I'm doing better just being single. Whatever the thing is, do one thing and watch other things in your life level up. And like I said earlier in the podcast, you guys, five years are going to go in a snap like that, right? And you're going to be in 2008. If you're lucky enough to make it, if we're all lucky enough to not get hit by a bus or something, the likelihood that we'll be here in 2008. So who do you want to be in 2008? What version of yourself do you want to be in 2008? Do you want to live somewhere else? Do you want to have a work from home situation? Do you want to have a baby? You have to actually take steps in order for those things to happen. And life, I mean, honestly, life will happen to you. I mean, you'll probably have someone, if you're single and you want to get married, um, and you don't, you know, sort of curate that at all, you'll probably have some guy come up to you in a bar. But you never know what that guy's going to be like. You might get lucky and he might be great or he might be a turd. He might be a turd burglar and you'll end up with a turd and you'll be listening to my podcast on divorce. So think about how do you want to curate? How do you want to be careful about your life? How do you want to take care of this one precious life you have so that in five years from now, you can look back and be like, dude, I am so proud of my 2023 version of myself who took these steps and made my life badass. And I'm grateful to 2023. Thank you from 2028. <laughs> All right, but I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps somebody. And if it did and you want to share it, that would be amazing. Okay.